0: talk where your
1: voice counts this is the steve jones show on news radio 1070 wkok now from the sunbury motor studio here's steve jones today's show brought to you by brewer's outlet reagan street in sunbury the beverage supermarket imports domestics micro brews best selection of beer anywhere Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day in the pickle bar, led by the barrels of the dills. Indeed, second to none. And also six great flavors of slushies at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Care, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Len Mack Now in a few moments, but first, our play-by-play call today. Halftime last night. Troy Aikman donned the gold jacket to talk with Joe Buck.
2: Joe, I want to thank you for all you do for the game. Joe,
0: I know your dad would be very proud that you're following in his footsteps because tonight we're announcing that you are the recipient of this year's Pete Rozelle Award for
2: 2020, making the Bucks the first father and son to ever do so congratulations show welcome to Canton.
0: congratulations (laughs) we're we're gonna get you a gold jacket congratulations well deserved god i I don't even know what to say it's like i feel like
1: what that's That's unbelievable and and my god thank you i've been this, yeah. is, this is not even work. I, I just cannot. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm it's earned. stunned. No, I don't get emotional like I did when Jimmy got announced. Oh. That's, all, that's awesome. Thanks, brother. Well earned. What a night. Absolutely blown away and honored. Hi, Dad. Also honored to follow in that man's footsteps. Great announcer. Better man. And I miss him. Thank you. Quite a moment. And hey, you know what? It's it's interesting, Joe Buck gets a lot of criticism I've never quite understood why right? And this is coming from somebody who works in the industry So you sort of know what he has to do to do the job I never understood why he got criticized so much Never, but that's just me Somebody who never deserves any criticism Glenn Macnow joins us Glenn, welcome back, great to have you with us
0: Thank you, always my pleasure, nice to be with you
1: all right, let's start with this. Uh, look, you build a lead, you got things going really well for you, but in the end, wh- where did the wheels come off the wagon for this team?
0: Uh, well, it's it's a it's a multi. Uh, there are several answers. One is the quarterback, and I'm a huge Carson Wentz fan. Just sure. did not recognize what was happening in front of him, particularly with his own offensive line. Uh, and didn't recognize the need to get rid of the ball. Um, so, two, the head coach, I think, did a poor job of calling plays once Washington realized it could just bust through this Eagles tissue-thin offensive line. He didn't have Wentz on the move. He didn't do quick slants. He he didn't change his game plan, um, which, you know, good coaches, I like Doug, but he didn't coach well. Good coaches change the strategy on the fly when they have to. And three, as they keep saying, the offensive line was just a mess. Uh, Without Lane Johnson, um, they just were in trouble at right tackle, at right guard. Um, Jason Peters had a really poor game at left tackle. And put all that together, uh, they got the heebie-jeebies, and they were just done.
1: So Lane Johnson, I believe, is back this week. I believe Miles Sanders has a good chance of being back this week. So, I talked about the domino effect of what went wrong. Can Johnson and Sanders create a domino effect in the other direction?
0: They can if they are actually um, able to play well. You know, there's there's one thing being able to get in the game, and then there's another thing being able to play well. And I have faith sure. that they're both terrific players. You know, the thing with Lane Johnson is he aggravated this ankle thing he's had for a while, a high ankle sprain, um, he got this medical procedure that typically you're out four to six weeks. He's coming back in three weeks. I'm sure they're going to shoot him up with lidocaine. I'm sure he's going to tough it out. Um, is he going to be effective? I don't know. He better be. It's Aaron Donald playing against him, who's better than anybody had in Washington, better than Chase Young, and Washington's got a great defense. Um, Miles Sanders from Reports is pretty good. It was a hamstring. He seems to be pretty well healed. They need to establish a run game, and, and look, you guys saw Miles Sanders before we ever saw him. Miles yep. Sanders was terrific last year, and I, I expect him to have a very good game against the Rams.
1: Well, yeah, it's, it's more than that because it gives him, it gives Wentz a safety valve check down guy that can gain some yards for you if it breaks down up front. So it's more than just his ability to run the ball, as you know, Glenn.
0: Yeah, and the other thing he did last year pretty well for a rookie was he picked up the picked up the rush, and he picked up the yeah. and um, Boston Scott had a really tough time last week. He whiffed a few times on rushers, and so that hurt a lot. The Eagles, for years, have had very good blocking backs. Uh, you know, you think of Brian Westbrook, you think of LaShawn McCoy, you don't think of guys who are back there blocking. Both of them were very good at that, and Sanders showed promise last year, so Yeah, you need him to catch the ball. You need him to run the ball, and you need him to block. And he does all those things better than Boston Scott.
1: Yeah. uh, All right. So, what about the receivers? They have to have the ability to make a tough catch when the ball's put there. Uh, But of course, he has to release the ball first. Getting back to your point, how tough has this been not being at full strength at wide receiver at times?
0: Well, they want you know they got a bunch of young kids, and that's and that's where they're going. Um, Jalen Rager had one very nice catch for, I think it was 55 yards last yeah. week. You know, I mean, he really tracked the ball and caught it, and that was that was something that was impressive. Um, Ward is there for the short catches, but you got nothing out of JJ Artega Whiteside. You know, who was a high mm-hmm. draft pick last year, he he was just invisible. They didn't they didn't even target him once the other day. And as much as everybody got excited about Deshaun Jackson coming back, he was a non-factor in the game as well. He didn't play a lot. They appear to be pacing him because he gets hurt so often. They just don't want to overuse him, but he didn't help you on the sidelines. And other than your tight ends, and you have two tight ends, two good tight ends, uh, it's a very, very poor wide receiving core.
1: Yeah, and that's that's a big problem. There's no getting around it. Uh, something that was hidden in the Rams' victory over Dallas on Sunday night to me was this. The Rams' defense didn't have to play a lot of plays. They didn't play a lot of minutes. The Rams were methodical in the way they moved the ball and kept possession of the ball. What, are the, what do yeah. the Eagles have to do up front against this team to get them off? And to me, you got to make Goff win the game because I don't yep. think he's good enough to do it. Okay, yep. that's just me.
0: I, I mean, I agree, and I think that Sean McVay has done a nice job of transitioning that team from a pass team to a team that's you know the short, quick passing game, but running the ball. They ran the ball more than they passed the other yes. day, and that's not the Rams that we're used to, um, and they played ball control, as you mentioned, against the Cowboys. They did a very good job of that. Um, Eagles are going to have to stop the run. You know, I... Eagles were pretty good at stopping the run last year. I don't know what this team is yet. Nobody does because we didn't get to see any preseason, any camp. We just only saw that first game against Washington. And as bad a loss as that was, I don't put much of it on the defense. It uh, would have been nice if they'd made a stop. would have been nice if Fletcher Cox had shown up. I don't think he did yet. But it was more of an offensive breakdown than anything. Uh, but, yeah, the Rams suddenly have this short pass. Strong run game, and that's what the Eagles are going to have to stop.
1: There's no no question about that. You mentioned trying to control Donald. Uh, What kind of influence do you think Ramsey has on the game? I think you know, I don't. Do I think he's 104 million dollars good? No, Uh, (laughs) but do I think he's really good? Yeah, I mean he's really good, but not Glenn. He's not the best. Yeah, I don't know who's 104
0: million dollars good to be honest with you, but um,
1: he's not the best corner I've seen in my career.
0: I hear I hear your point, and I listen. I think Aaron Donald could well be the best defensive player in the NFL. I, maybe it's a yes. Bosa. I mean, no, you know, maybe Watt. But I don't even think it's Watt anymore. Aaron Donald probably no. is it right now. But they got sure. that shutdown corner in Jalen Ramsey, and shutdown corners are they're a valuable, a rare, valuable commodity. Um, and he's big, and he's tough, and yeah. the Eagles' wide receivers are not particularly big or tough and they, the Eagles just have to stay away from him because he's going to rag to all these wide receivers and they just, you know it's, he's going to accomplish what coaches love, which is to have a cornerback that essentially takes out one guy and that's it you're just not going to throw him you're going to mm-hmm. go the other way, and I suspect if I'm Doug Peterson I just look at where he is on the field or I tell Carson Wentz, look at where he is on the field and go the other way
1: Look, he's physical and he's long. Uh, I mean, those are attributes. You know, physical, of course, you can't. uh, That you can teach. Long, you can't teach. And he he does have all of that. Uh, That that makes a big difference in it. Uh, The Eagles got the lead, couldn't maintain the lead. Uh, Now we know the Detroit Lions have this problem. I think it's worse (laughs) when you lose to Mitchell Trubisky doing it.
0: That was a painful one. Yes.
1: Yes, very painful. Um, but what do the Eagles have to do once they get the lead? How do they need to think? How do they need to play? How aggressive do they need to be?
0: Well, Doug, Doug can be overly aggressive. Doug Doug went for a I, I Listen, I like aggressive Doug Peterson. So what I'm about to say is, in a sense, hypocritical because – you know, Doug Peterson is the guy who threw the Philly special into the Super Bowl against sure. the New England Patriots, right? That's right. Doesn't get gutsier yep. than that, and they won that Super Bowl. So I applaud that, but he had a fourth and five at the 46 with the lead and a good punter, and his offensive line wasn't doing well, and he went for it last week, and they didn't get it, and I thought that, I think he got sacked, and that really hurt him. So if he gets the lead, I don't want Doug to go into a shell. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm don't. i not saying that. But rely on your tight ends. Again, just throw it to Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz all day because they'll be open all day. And um, assuming that Miles Sanders is healthy, just give it to Miles Sanders and do that, kill some clock, and they will win this game at home. Eagles are very good at home. Of course, home is different this year than it was in the past. not going to be anybody there. But Rams are traveling across the country, get the lead, make the Rams, tire out the Rams, and, and everything will be okay in Philadelphia.
1: There we go. And that's what we need, everything to be okay in Philadelphia. <laughs> Glenn, <laughs> thanks so much. Always appreciate your time and the great work you do.
0: Hey, my pleasure. Anytime. You take care.
1: You too. Glenn Now joining us from the Eagles Number. Do you feel better, Matt, or do you feel worse?
0: Well,
2: I was starting to feel good. And then Glenn took me back down a little bit with some very good points. And now I'm kind of – I don't know. I don't have a good feel in this game because, yes, the Eagles are good at home. They've been good at home under Doug P. But it's going to be different. There's no fans. And I I never buy the cross-country thing because Western team – Western Coast teams have won like that before. So I I honestly don't know. I don't have a good feel for this game at all one way or the other. I I, I do know – I think it's going to be a defensive close game again. But if, if Carson say, Wentz can make a play and and take care of the football and make good decisions, then I think the Eagles can win this game because I agree with your point. I'd take him over Goff 100 times out of 100.
1: In this particular year, you're not allowed to get there until the night before. All right. Because they don't want teams spending too much time in a city, right? So for the Rams, it's going to be 10 a.m. when this game kicks off. Well, it's a 1 o'clock game, right?
2: It is, yeah. You're right. It's an early start for them. I just still really yeah. f- fear about Aaron Donald and how the Eagles are going to handle him. I, I, Like I said, I feel better with Lane Johnson back in. And I think he will be more ready to go than what Glenn thinks because it seems like this surgery that he got, he says he feels a lot better. Miles Sanders feels 100%. So I think that'll be fine. Deshaun Jackson apparently is going to get more snaps this week. Maybe that might help. Um, but I, I do like that point. I never thought of this about Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I can definitely see him being a, a big issue with the Eagles' thin and weak receiving core overall.
1: Look, Deshaun Jackson's my age. We'll come back with more in a moment. <laughs> Brought to you by Brewers Outlet here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Got a chance to digest it. Do you feel any better about the Eagles Sunday?
2: I'm still going to stick with slightly better. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I did not want to bring. I didn't want it. I was going to ask him straight out um, whether he thought Luke Catrillo's losing record played a role in this.
2: <laughs> That's right. He is 0-2 currently. The Seattle playoff loss and. In- Last Sunday. Sad. It is. He needs to see an eagle victory.
1: He may never.
2: <laughs> Although he has seen plenty of Super Bowl Fifty Two highlights, so at least there's that.
1: That's like me. Why it'd be like you watching the nineteen sixty NFL Championship game with the Packers at Franklin Field.
2: <laughs> Irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to get through it.
1: That would have been like me pre-2004 watching highlights of the 1918 Red Sox World Series win. Hey, look, (laughs) Babe Ruth. Great. Yeah, Spanish flu, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) He's watching Eagles highlights (laughs) from a Super Bowl he wasn't even born for. So I remember, I'll never forget one time, this is... We had this kid that was an intern, and the Steelers were had one. Uh, going after, they're going to play Seattle in Detroit. And he's going well, around, he goes, one for the thumb, one for the thumb. I said, you weren't even alive for the other four. I said, give me a break. I said, these are all like things you saw in NFL films. <laughs> Oh my goodness, like being
2: a Yankee fan. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I, I do get that flack a lot, being a Yankee fan. But, in fairness... fifteen
1: Being 15 years old, saying, look at all the championships they won. They won one while you're alive. Exactly.
2: Okay? I only count 2009 as one that I was alive for and competent for. Because, technically, during my lifetime was the the four championship run. There you go. Four and five. But I don't really count... I, I, I vaguely remember watching the Subway Series... At my grandmother's house because she was a Mets fan, but I can't count that because I didn't know what was going on. So I, she, I'm, she I'm fair a, in that respect. She was a
1: Mets fan. She was a Mets fan, and you you like the Yankees?
2: Yeah, my family split right down the middle, half for Mets, half for Yankees. I went with the Yankees side.
1: What are the Mets people like? <laughs>
2: uh they're, uh, they're massively... depressed and not surprised. <laughs>
1: Mass- massively depressed group that has no expectations in life
2: <laughs> but the people that are the guy the people that are match fans in my family are also Giants fans so they have two Super Bowls and I got a chance to see the Rangers go to the Stanley Cup Final a few years ago they lost true but at least you had that but they still had that run to enjoy
1: you know it's interesting when you go down into the locker room areas at Madison Square Garden, Now, obviously, you fans would never have a chance to do that. You haven't had a chance to do it either. They have up on the wall huge pictures of the Stanley Cup and NBA championship teams. There aren't that many.
2: (laughs) That's right, yeah, there's not.
1: The Knicks have two. And what what do the Rangers have, three, four? Some are like that. 1994 is the last time they won. They hadn't won them since, what, the 30s? You know, for the biggest city, that building is awfully lean. <laughs> now, the other pictures they have down there, whoo, big-time stuff in there, big-time stuff. Performers, boxing. But when it comes to their teams... It's, um, they didn't have to create another wing for the hardware. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, the Green Bay Packers have more championships than the Knicks and the Rangers combined. That's not good. That's not good at all. But the pictures, oh, they got some great pictures. Ever tell you you about Barnum and Bailey being there when we were there for the NIT? I
2: don't think you did, no.
1: So we're on the – there used to be a center tunnel, and they've since redone the garden. and did a great job with it, by the way. Center tunnel. And Dave Baker and I had to go from one end all the way around. Well, they were playing at the time because it was a doubleheader so we couldn't cut a crossway to go all the way around in the inner ring underneath the stands and this is before they built a separate area for Barnum and Bailey so the cages were covered in the inner ring we're walking by one and Dave says huh, I wonder what that is that's all he said, nobody touched anything and you (laughs) hear needless to say the two of us had a little more giddy up and got out of there (laughs)
2: I would imagine so.
1: We're going to assume it's a tiger.
2: Taking your calls at 800 795
1: 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. We have hit the end of an eventful week, and today's show brought to you by. Good friends at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. And now with six great flavors of slushies, all at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. All right, Matt, you can bring in our next guest.
2: Who is, like me, very happy with the Yankees' resurgence, eight-game win streak, the bats have come alive. King!
3: Of it's going crazy. Can't believe it. <laughs> what up? <laughs> the cars have not actually insane.
2: making noise. What have you I done to? To?
3: You got your Big Ten back again. That's a big deal. Uh, they must be happy around there. But can fans go to the games?
1: No. No. Uh, that that'll be a Big Ten rule. Uh, right. It's not. It's it's not a school by school rule. They the Big Ten says there'll be uh, there'll be no ticket sales this year.
3: Well, I words, find it's... that you can watch football without fans on TV. It looks the same, you know. Mm-hmm. Now I heard uh, Edelb Edelman for the Patriots. He said it's hard to play without fans. You know, that they, they kind of spur you on, especially if they're competing like him. You know, like, I'm hurt, but everyone's cheering for me. Well, I'm hurt, no one's cheering for me. You know, they're kind of like, right? Uh, he said, and I get it. You know, he, they kind of spur him on. And he said he's having a hard time not having the fans, or, which I'm sure a lot of players are. But well, I, what well,
1: what happens is this. Uh, They're used to working without fans. The vast majority of football they play is without fans. They practice. right? But there's a big difference between, okay, the practice and the game.
3: Oh, absolutely. Remember when we played in high school? I mean, you practice all week, you're fine. Then you play the game, you can't walk on Monday. You know, you're so beat up, you know. Right. The, the adrenaline flows during the game that you do things that you know, you you make that extra stretch and everything. But, I don't know. Hey, do you guys have a mask while there?
2: No, just a huh? um
3: recommendation.
1: Did you hear we, what they um, did here? Well no.
3: If we don't have a mask on, hundred dollar fine. If you go to an event with more than a hundred people and you're caught there, everybody at the event has a two hundred and fifty dollar fine. Wow. And whoever organized the event a five hundred dollar fine. Yeah, that's We're definitely not there. at one percent. <laughs> this guy's so out of control you can't make it up. He's and he won't let the restaurants open past uh, twenty five people inside.
2: So yeah, it's here, just a it's just an order from the, from our secretary of health. Huh? Yeah, it's here, just an order from the secretary of health for here. Here uh,
1: it depends state college borough, uh, and uh, even though my address is state college, I actually live in college township. Yep. Yeah. Uh, state college borough, though downtown, yeah, they have a mask. They have a mask law and a fine.
0: Is a uh, fine?
1: There's a fine. Yeah. Uh, in Belfont I believe Belfont's in the process of also doing the same thing wow whenever you go inside though if you go to a restaurant you go to a sheets you go to the grocery store uh you have to wear one i now, love i see peop- i see the uh yeah, and i'll see some people in sheets sometimes not wearing them They're like i don't really i could care less Seriously, I, I, I really always can, I,
3: wear a mask. I don't like yeah. the idea that they're they're doing this fine thing. We're not oh, children, no. for goodness sakes. No. You know
1: look I, I just, when it comes to when it comes to a mask though, I do wear it where I'm absolutely when I'm supposed to wear it, I wear it.
3: Yeah, me too. Uh,
1: now if it's suggested that you wear it, I wear it. Because I mean let let's face it. I think a lot of people I've been shocked at how many people are like, Hey Steve, you're wearing a mask, hey, great and I'm like, Okay <laughs> So I think I'd better keep doing it.
3: <laughs> I, uh, I went to a business in Massachusetts yes uh Tuesday and of course we have our hundred dollar fine thing going on so I'm like I wear a mask. Any place I go into that I don't it was a a plating business pretty big place nobody had a mask on nobody right. they looked at me like well, what are you wearing a mask for you know well, like we have we're work from connecticut and yep. <laughs> we go to ned lamont prison if we don't wear it so right well uh, I, I think it's gone too far to be honest with you yeah. Uh I think people are very comfortable wearing the mask, and they'll continue wearing the mask. But when you make them wear the mask and threaten them with a fine, like, come on. that's Our governor, does your governor have 100% power?
1: He can do executive orders.
3: But does he have to go through the legislator at all?
1: No. Yeah, on executive orders, neither. no. On executive and, orders, no. And he our, granted, our guy can I, I, do whatever Matt, he
3: wants till February now, and he's had Matt, it in March.
1: Yeah, Matt knows this better than I do. I think the legislature gave him temporary executive order power, same as Connecticut. Correct.
2: Um, it, it's they, they had they started to, but then they started passing um, different orders or different uh, laws where. Um, I know for the exec- for the future executive orders, for like a disaster emergency declaration, you have to have the legislature's approval. So I guess not this time, but for next time, the governor won't have as much power, it seems like.
3: Okay. Ours has got full power until February, because we have a complete uh, Democratic House and Senate. So okay. they just gave him, and he's a Democratic governor, so they gave him all the power. He makes all the, he made this decision on the money on his own. It didn't get voted on, nobody talked about it. He just woke up one day. So now he's getting heckled and everything when he gives a speech. <laughs> he gets all flustered. So yesterday he's got bodyguards and he got to laugh. So, okay, nothing of that serious stuff. You guys did good last week, huh?
2: Eh, it was okay. So, Steve and I went four and three,
1: and Kevin, you went two I, and five. I blew it on Georgia Tech, Florida State. Because <laughs> remember, I picked Georgia Tech, and I said, "Now nah, I better go with Florida State." I, I, I blew that one.
3: So, what were the records?
2: So, Steve and I finished four and three. Kevin, you finished two and five.
3: Oh, that's not bad. I got two right. <laughs> The king rolls on. There we go. Oh, boy. That's right. what I get for picking the Giants and Tom Brady. So, yeah. so
1: we'll take a break. We'll come back with this week's Picks in a Moment, brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay patronage that's where we need uh, john facendo
2: that's right met
1: john met john Facenda once
2: really yeah
1: 1982 it was actually january of 83 penn state had won the national championship and he was the one that narrated the penn state football national championship video and he came into channel three to do it
2: how about that wow hello steve (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome
1: hi there (laughs)
3: like
2: wow
1: (laughs) felt pretty good just to have my name said
3: (laughs) (laughs) that is an accomplishment in itself What's significant about today? Sixteen years ago.
1: I know that's a big dad passed away.
3: Yeah. Ah. I was at the same place when I got the phone call. Same. I just got back from there about an hour ago. Same place where I got the call. It was weird. I was like, "Wow." Yeah. Can't believe it's sixteen years.
1: Yeah, it was a Saturday because, I mean, you guys decided not to tell me until after the game was over.
3: Yep, Saturday, Saturday morning,
1: Mm -hmm. 10 o'clock. All right, so uh, let's get to Picks. This is where Dad would have been guessing. Uh, so, <laughs> but then again that's what we do
3: <laughs> someday dad I'll tell you some of dad's stories <laughs> alright perfect oh there's some of the funniest thing I'm you'll ever sure. hear him at the games <laughs> alright then Sunday Night Football <laughs> New England and
2: Seattle let's start with the, key, the king
3: Oh, I'm all over New England. They look great last week. Their defense is really good, and I, and Seattle loses that home court advantage. So I got New England, and I'm down on the Seattle city anyway. So, okay. Steve.
1: Well, they're not playing the thing in CHOP, so I'm going to go to Seattle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they got Russell Wilson. I feel it. Makes me feel better.
3: Yeah, I'm so who's going to the Seattle police too. there. The police, the guys who took over the police station, or yeah, the real chop. police? The uh, Keystone cops, or. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm going Seattle, too. I'm I'm still not a believer in Cam Newton. I've always been a believer. He's been a fraud.
3: I'll
1: I'll say, you know, here's the only criticism I have of Cam Newton. And And it's a product of playing hard. But when Kyler Murray played for the Cardinals the other day, he rushed for over 100 yards against San Francisco. He got tackled one time. All the other times he got out of bounds. And because being a former baseball player, like Russell Wilson, he knows how to slide.
3: And he's small. Cam Newton's huge. He's easy to
1: hit. And Cam Cam Newton takes hits. Uh, And that's part of it, just style, size. Uh, Russell Wilson's the same way. Wilson was a fourth-round pick of the Colorado Rockies. Played shortstop. Uh, and, you know, you watch Ian Murray, they're not a slide. Newton doesn't. And, and it's, it's that's not Newton's fault, just the way it is.
3: Alex, defense is nice. he's so big, he's easy to hit. So. Yeah, he
1: is a big man.
3: big man. He played great last week.
2: Yeah. All right, speaking of Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, they host the Washington football team. Let's start, let's go back to Steve.
1: I'll go with Arizona. Why not? Let's stay on the Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins bandwagon. Let's just go for it and beat the team with no name.
2: I'm right there with you. They look great last week. I saw them they're a playoff team, but they look great. They are better than Washington football, who only were beneficiaries of a debacle from the Eagles. They're not still not that good a football team. Good defense, again, not a good team. Arizona. Again,
1: Again, the hate is just coming out. <laughs> This there's so much hate. There's too much hate in the world, Matt.
3: King, what do you got? I got Arizona because they're at home. Okay, you clean go. sweep
2: there. All right, next one. Minnesota and, and Indy. And believe
1: me, I've done games at both where the Cardinals play and where Washington plays. Arizona's place is way better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My is, basement is, is better it than it, FedEx it Field. Isn't Come it even on, close.
3: now.
1: Where they put us in Washington was disgraceful.
3: I heard it was pretty
1: uh, bad, though. Well, Merrill and I, Merrill Reese and I talked about it last week, Matt.
2: Oh, yeah, that place it, is it, a dump.
1: Well, no, it doesn't matter about that, where
2: they put us. Yeah, too, you, yeah. Insane? Yeah, it's terrible. All right, Minnesota Indy, King.
3: Indianapolis.
2: Steve. Minnesota. I have Minnesota as well. Uh, and geez. then
3: Monday Night Football. I'm either going to catch up or I'm going to be so far behind.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so far, far behind, I think I'm first.
3: <laughs> and then oh, uh, me the pond.
2: <laughs> Monday Night Football, New Orleans at Vegas, the opening of Allegiant Stadium. Steve? Yes. <laughs>
1: so. (laughs) I'm going with
2: New Orleans. (laughs) Yeah, I I got New Orleans, too.
1: I'm sorry. The emotion of opening up before an empty stadium in Las Vegas. Okay?
3: (laughs) There's no question, New Orleans. Drew Brees looks great. And they they are are loaded. They're without Michael Thomas
2: this week. Look, there are are
1: more people in the lobby. There are more people in the lobby at Caesars Palace than in that stadium.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's really pathetic what's going on. I
2: know. (laughs) All right. College football now.
1: Oh, yeah. All sorts of theme songs. That's right.
2: (laughs) Uh, The SEC returns next week, though. But this week, Cuse at Pitt. King.
3: Pittsburgh.
2: I have Pitt as well. I'm scared in saying that, but, yeah, I actually like Pitt in this game.
3: You're good this year. Steve?
1: I'll pick the team to the west. <laughs>
2: there you go. All right. Oh, Pittsburgh. I said Pitt Where'd a you
1: lot. I've said Pitt a lot in my career. I was I was making an Urban Meyer joke. Urban Meyer always refers to Michigan as the team to the north.
3: <laughs> oh, so Pittsburgh's to the west. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's gotcha. All right.
2: Appalachian State and Marshall. Steve.
1: I'll go with App State.
3: I got App State, too. I got them, too. But, boy, I tell you what, Marshall's good. So. It should be an interesting it's hard game. To t-
1: it's, you know, it's hard to tell because who did Marshall play? Eastern Kentucky or somebody? Like, who the heck they play the opening game? I was listening to it on the radio. I mean, the two guys from Marshall, it was the second quarter. You could tell they had their feet up.
3: I tell you what, I'm changing. I'm taking Marshall. All right. We are Marshall. I like the movie. There you go. I got Marshall, not App State. They're evenly matched. I I
1: agree with that. I think they are. I do.
3: And they're at home.
2: (laughs) And then finally, (laughs) Saturday Night Football this week, Miami, the U, at Louisville. Steve. Yeah, brother. (laughs)
1: We have to pick that game.
2: Yeah. Um, hey, yeah, these are all King. King makes the picks. I just write um, them down
1: and announce I don't them. Know. I They're both horrible. Um,
3: they're both ranked.
2: <sighs> oh, That's because Big Ten's not in yet. <laughs> It's ranked. It's what, 23rd? I mean,
3: come on yeah. now. These I mean, are all, this all ranked. This AP
2: poll is just. Yeah, you stupid. Lo- you,
1: okay, you lost Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Good Lord. Oregon, Oregon, USC, uh, Wisconsin. <laughs> it's something out of nowhere. A lot of people moving up. Uh, I'll go with Miami. <laughs>
2: I'm taking Miami as well. I think they're the more physical team. I like their run game. Louisville's got some talent. They're explosive. But I think Miami's got the
1: better run game. I'll say this. Scott Satterfield's. You know what? I'm changing. I'm going to Louisville. I'm going to go Scott Satterfield better than Manny Diaz.
3: So you got
2: Louisville? Yep. I have Miami. And King, what do you got?
3: Oh, I'm all over Louisville at home.
2: Ooh. All right. I'm the lone one this time. Okay. And, Steve, this is the first time all year that you and I have different picks.
3: <laughs> oh. So someone's going to take a firm, strong hold of the lead. Correct. I feel very confident in my picks.
1: I have no idea who I picked. <laughs> <laughs>
3: we'll let you know. <laughs> That's right. Since you, you don't me. know, there's no way you can win. Nice.
1: <laughs> You can tell me next week I went one and seven. I go, okay.
3: Yeah. (laughs) That's what's going to happen. That's what's been happening for five years. (laughs) That's why you've never won. (laughs) Didn't I win something last year? You won last year. You you,
2: you won the – she won both because you won basketball, and I think you won
3: football too, if I remember correctly. Again, again, I am the – Basketball was void because of – he won football outright, and we knew he was in it to win it because he picked the Cowboys <laughs> to beat <laughs> the Giants. <laughs> and in true. five years, he's never done that. <laughs> Even when the Giants didn't win a game, he would pick the Giants. <laughs> Last year, he picked the Cowboys.
1: That's so. exactly right. That's why. That's why I won the DL award. You know what the DL and award is? And I'm two
3: and five last week because I took the Giants. They stink. Gee.
1: Oh, no, they do. I know they do. Right? see. I won. I won the DL award. You know what that is? No. Dumb luck. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I'll take them.
3: That's a nice way of saying it, man.
1: <laughs> well, it's interesting because. What happens is that, you know, obviously right now I'm just watching games and doing whatever, although I was interviewed today, and they said, so how do you handle all this? I said, well, there isn't anything left in the house to power wash, and there are no trees to trim anymore. I said, time to go back and
3: play. (laughs) honeydews."
1: All
3: right, good luck, boys. Good luck, boys. We'll We'll talk to you next week.
1: Everybody have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street and Subway, the beverage supermarket.